Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Back. Well, back in black. Back How about back. that? There we go. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, another interesting episode up ahead here in the Larry D Studios. That's right. So tonight we want to once again talk about our favorite subject, Sasquatch. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. You know, it has many names. Yes. And, and, uh, and I, just out of curiosity, it does have many names and... Uh, there seems to be some slight deviation between, I guess there are species, subspecies. Yeah, I, yes, I mean, if you call it a subspecies, uh, I, I look at it like this. This is how I look at it. Uh, we're human beings, but yet we have different types of races. So I don't consider it a subspecies. I consider it different race within okay. the species. Yeah. Um, kind of like the human races and if we could be a little bit different and have different traits i i don't see why they can't and we'll discuss that right after one tell them how to get a hold of us sure so to get a hold of us if you have a story an encounter or a ufo sighting haunting anything you want to share with us you could do it at late night with larry 55 at gmail.com and just shoot us up with an email. Yep. Now, don't shoot us up with the gun. That's right. Okay, here we go All with right. our traditional shot. This is this is for you people. This is it keeps us all safe. That's right. It does the coronavirus good. Oh, and that is so good. It's actually just fruit punch. It's a prop. That's all it is. It's a prop, people. Now, my brother mentioned. If you want to get a hold of us because you have a story or something, whether it be firsthand or passed on to you, we'd love to hear it. We, we'd even love to have you on. Now, a, a friend of mine, he, came, he reached out to me. He's had a couple of paranormal experiences. He's listened to the podcast. He said he enjoys it, and uh, he wanted to share his stories. I asked him to come on. I said we could give him an alias. He don't have to give his name. And he, he's still a little, I don't know if, shy i don't know if it's because of ridicule i don't know if it's the mic that intimidates him but he just wants to share his stories with me and have me pass them on and hopefully i'll see him tomorrow and maybe that's what we'll talk about in our next podcast and that would be cool people yes all right so let's get the show on the road so we we're just going to talk a little bit about our favorite subject like we said about sasquatch and uh you know, there's some things that I, I was recently watching, and, and I watch a lot of documentaries on, on Sasquatch. I even watch some of the B, B movies they make about Bigfoot in the woods and yes. and whatnot. And I, I ask myself, you know, there's so many people that have seen this creature. Sometimes I start asking myself, well, these documentaries, there's so many out there. Why hasn't anyone really got any good, good footage? Now, don't get me wrong. There's been some good footage, but you would think that we'd see more. Right. Now, speaking of good footage, there's a show on uh, the Travel Channel, caught, uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. Right. Now, they have some footage that I really, I thought was really good. When it was playing on the TV, I, I, I kind of filmed it with my phone and I sent it to my brother. What it was, it was a, a highway camera up in Washington State somewhere. And it, and it films one just walking by and he stops for a minute, almost like he feels like he's being watched and he turns. And it's just like the Patterson-Gimlin film, the way he turns. 
and I did see that footage, and I thought it was amazing. I was like, where did you take this? And he, he said it was from a highway cam, and I'm like, that. That was good footage. So yeah. th there we yeah. go. Now, see, this ain't a documentary. This is just footage off the side of the road. Right. But I, I started to think, and I'm like, you know, a few episodes back, we talked about uh, telepathically communicating with them. And we watched some of the people supposedly do it uh, as they were being filmed. And one of the things that people have said is they know when you're in the forest. Right. Now, I, I'm... I'm wondering, is that 100% factual? I mean, when we go, we get our little interaction. So, you know, do they know we're there at that time? Or, you know, what is it? And they say it's the vibration we put off. So I've just been thinking about that lately. Yeah. Now, speaking of the telepathy thing, there's a, a YouTube channel. I know I've mentioned it before. It's Teen Squatch in USA. And I catch videos here and there. Um, the, the guy who puts them out is Dr. Johnson. I can't remember his first name right now, but he, now this is what he claims. I, I'm not saying he's right or he's, he's not, he's bullshitting. I'm, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying what I see on his videos. He is like the, uh, ambassador. He said the Sasquatch have a round table, uh, the table of Zoltan or he, he has a, a name for it. I forget. But they communicate with him, or at least one of them communicate with him, and they even give him advice. Uh, he was planning a trip, and they they told him to stay out of there. And the trip, it's not for some time now. It's going to be in the future, I forget what month, to Los Angeles. Right. He was going to go with his son. And they told him, you don't want to be in California at that time. And uh, was this recent? This was uh, a week or two ago. Wow. Oh, and, and now that you hit that subject, if you remember when we're watching the documentary on them speaking with them, didn't one of them say, uh, one of the people talking say that they did have like a hierarchy and like a round table where they all come together, the elders? Right, right. So that's the second time I've heard this. Yes. Now, this is the same person. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of the habituation site. He would go in and basically get them used to him being there. So they would come in uh, real close, interact. They would go totally dark. He would even take people up there to experience them. And he's the one who believes that they have the cloaking because he said sometimes you can't see them, but you could feel them touch you. There'll be times at night where it's pretty cold and you'll feel the blanket. It, they'll cover you. It's what they'll do. Uh, they'll People have went in with back pain and they said they could feel something massaging their back and it, it helps them. Right. Now, I don't know. Is, is that far-fetched? I don't know. I don't know enough about them to say yes or no. I mean, it, this is, we love researching the subject. There's just, we don't know enough. Right. And I, and I know you watching may think that this is a little far-fetched, but, but is it really? Uh, I, I don't know. For one, we, we got to interact with these creatures to find out if it's true. And will right. that ever happen? Who knows? But I look at it this way. If people could talk about being visited by a spirit at night and that spirit, they feel it touching them, moving the blankets or whatnot. You got to think of everything, not just that. So w it could be possible. Right. It's it's when you're collecting evidence, uh, 
What was you got to have an open m- mind? Moorhead. Oh, oh. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Ron Moorhead. Ron Moorhead. Ron when Moorhead. he did his little speech at that uh, little conference, he said, "When you're investigating." The most important thing you could have is an open mind. Right. And that's true. Now, you can't say, oh, this evidence is valid and this is not. You got to take into account everything. Just because you don't believe it's feasible or possible or happened, don't mean it didn't. That's you know, right. there's a lot of people who don't believe in ghosts, and we've both experienced that. Right. And, and that's why I use that analogy because so many people have experienced spiritual encounters ghost or whatnot just like so many people have had sasquatch encounters and you know you got to take the two in hand in hand and you really got to keep an open mind now one thing i've learned in my years on this earth is we don't know it all there's just so many things that are unexplained from things in the sky to things that go bump in the night and you know they're legitimate but they can't be explained right there's just so much that we could see uh about the earth that we still can't explain try we we don't know what everything is for and i think everything has a purpose try now now as far as you know believing or not uh, one example is my brother believes in marriage and me i i, I don't believe in that but hey <laughs> i i can't discount it <laughs> you got to take everything you got to look at it from both sides <laughs> that's right no i'm kidding oh that's a good one but no seriously if we look we we haven't even explored the whole ocean right we we barely scratch the surface That's, literally literally there's so much more ocean out there we don't know what lurks in those waters uh look look at the territory of the mountains uh, how many of us could say we know every inch of the colorado mountains or our mountains here in new mexico right we can't so you know these creatures they have the capability of of staying hidden if they want right and um, when people do go to the mountains, even hunters, people tend to go to the same spot or spots that other people frequent. Right. There's, uh, there's not a lot of people who venture out into the open. For one, the hunters, they're secluded by section, so they, there's only a certain range they could go to. Right. Same with camping. Right. Now, to truly know, you'd have to be like a pioneer, like some of these people that cross from the East Coast to the West Coast by wagon or just by horseback like the mountain men did. Even they didn't. They just took a straight path that they followed. Right. And once they cut the path, people would follow it. That's right. And so, you know, we don't know all the territory out there. So I think these creatures can be elusive and they have the capability to stay hidden. Right. You know, and uh, yeah, I think about, I think about stuff like this a lot. Yeah. Now you mentioned earlier about all these documentaries and uh, why we don't have uh, better Better footage footage or more footage. And, and to me to get footage like that is, I don't know, maybe it's, it's even tougher than catching lightning on a, a camera. It could be. And let's take it back again to a documentary, the one that they were communicating with them. You know, they said they know when the camera's out. They know when you have a rifle. And they said only when they're ready will you be able to photograph them or even see them. Right. Only when they feel that you're on the same level and maybe you won't become threatening, that they will reveal themselves to you. When I, I, they say they could read us, kind of like dogs could read our emotions. 
Well, I, I, I get that, and dogs are good at that. So. Yeah, yeah, they say jo- dogs are a very good judge of people's character also. They are. No wonder I always get bitten. <laughs> no, but uh, that, that takes me back to my very first encounter, which was my most intense encounter. And it was me with three, well, they were children. They were all under 18. Right. Uh, no weapon. I was I was not prepared at all to go camping. I was prepared to camp in a, a what do you call it a, a a designated camping area. Well, it's a what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's not primitive. It's it, it's, it's it's structured. It's, the, the ones who are basically where everybody where you pull the RVs. It's a, a designated campground. Yeah, but. Uh, I, I was not prepared for out in the middle of nowhere uh, with the, by ourselves. I didn't have proper flashlights, no weapon. We're there pretty much in the dark other than the, the glow of the fire. We didn't even have a lantern. Wow. It's, it was just a spur-of-the-moment thing. We wanted to get out there, and maybe that's why I had such a close encounter because they knew we didn't have no weapons. They knew we didn't have no cameras. And we were lucky to catch the audio we did. And that was toward the end when it just popped into my head. I asked my son, do you have your phone on you? It was off. But of course, what teenager don't have their phone on them? Right, right. So I told him to try to try to catch some of the audio. And there was, if we would have set to record from the beginning we would have had a good hour and a half solid of audio that's how intense it was but we just caught the the tail end we caught a little bit he turned it off and that's when we decided to hightail it and i do have that audio and i'm i've been meaning to bring it on and and put it in the podcast so you could hear uh one of the clips he gave me there's definitely a wood knock and that you will hear is clear as day yeah, there the it was that the one when we were there. Yeah, that was. It, you will be surprised how loud it is. It is. It, is it, loud. it sounds like the they hit the. Uh, what I did was I just set my phone there. Uh, it has an app for. Uh, it's called Smart Record or something like that. Just recording. I set it out, and that's when we caught that. And that was. It sounds like they hit the phone literally. Huh? No, it, it sounds. You're gonna think. Well, you'll hear us from a distance. You'll hear us like real muted, but you're gonna hear that wood knock loud as day, and you're gonna think that we took the phone in and banged wood next to it. But no, we did not. After that, you could hear my daughter kind of freak out. She's like, uh, "I'm gonna go in the truck." <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's clear as day. And, and, and on the first audio, there's also a wood knock, but there's also a whoop. And you could tell by the the, the voice, it's it's a primate. Right? I mean, you'll hear him. I'm going to get him on. Yeah, and, and the last time I checked, there was no uh, loose monkeys, gorillas running no, around the Hamas. No. Uh, I even went around to the zoos and did an inventory and... All the monkeys are still there. Yeah, it's even that one on the zookeeper. That's right. <laughs> now, I, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit here. Um, right. Earlier, we were talking about Dogman and stuff. And off mic, I told my brother uh, a story that somebody shared with me. Now, this man, um, I, 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 I see him. I, I, I didn't get permission to share this story. Well, he would let me, but I, I didn't ask. It just... He told me this story yesterday, and I, it's still fresh in my mind, so I want to share it with you. Now, he's 
uh, in his mid 60s. He's older than me. He's he's uh, I've known him for a long time. Uh, my dad has known him for a long time. He's a friend of the family. He's a very reliable source. Now we talked in earlier episodes about the natives and their and their stories, and if you gain their trust, they'll let you in on more. Right. And that's what he did here. So I'm not going to reveal who he is for that fact, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the story that he told me. <clears throat> now, he's from, there, there's a bunch of little villages in New Mexico, uh, whether you call them a village or a pueblo, where the natives live. And they're, they're different, different uh, natives. They have different cultures, different clans, whatever you want to call it. Now, when he was in high school, him and his brothers were going out in their, I guess, you could call it the reservation, but they have a designated section of land. Then the, the next clan has a designated section of land. So they stay out of each other's property. So they were going, and they are getting close to the other property. Um, what they were doing was they were going out at night, and they were shooting rabbits. They had 20-gauge uh, shotguns. They were spotlighting them. And... This was a long time ago, so, you know, times are different. There was right. times when you could just cruise around. or We used to go back in the trails and shoot rabbits. All the time. But All uh, the time. they were out, and uh, they were getting ready to turn around. They were already at the next clan's uh, borderline, but his brother was with him. It was him, his brother, his brother's girlfriend, and the cousin. They were getting ready to turn around, but the brother had one shot already chambered, so he said, well, let's, let's keep going a little further. Let me get one more shot, then we'll turn around and go home. And so they kept going, and th there was a rabbit that ran out of the bushes in the middle of the road, then it ran under the car. So they stopped. They waited for a little while. The rabbit didn't want to come out. So his brother was going to take his shotgun and just stick it under the car and shoot the rabbit. <laughs> but they talked him out of it because they didn't want to, you know, damage a vehicle and be stranded so they all got out of the car and uh they're trying to scare the rabbit out uh, and the rabbit didn't want to come out it, it would go to the edge of the you know underneath the car like under the bumper Ooh. that's as far as he wanted to go so they started throwing rocks finally the rabbit ran out <clears throat> he ran off the side of the road there was like a little a patch of trees and some bushes he ran into the bushes his brother told the cousin to go around the trees, scare the rabbit out. When the rabbit comes out, he'll take his shot, and then they'll go back home. So his cousin ran around the trees, and a few seconds later, his cousin was screaming, running back to the car. And he was yelling, it's chasing me or something. So they all, you know, they, they all had their flashlights and their spotlights, and they shined it at his cousin. And behind him, there was something chasing him. Now, my friend tells me he still remembers it plain as day. He even remembers the eyes. He said the eyes were very big, and then they kind of get smaller, like slanted. Right. And they were almost all the way back to the ears. He said it would, the only way he could explain it was it looked like a wolf, but it was running on the hind legs. He said you could even see the muscles in the legs, you know, like a dog's legs. Right, as they run. Yeah, but it, it was even shaped. You know how dog hind legs are shaped? Right. It was shaped like the dog, you know, like a wolf. But he said this thing was at least six feet tall. It was chasing his cousin. So he said the rest of them were kind of in shock when they saw it. 
they stared at it. It was running. It kind of slowed down. And then uh, he, he said he was stunned. He was just like mesmerized, staring at this thing. And all he remembers his brother saying, shoot. So he kind of snapped out of it. And they all started shooting at this thing. He said he knows they were hitting it because you could see where the, the hair w- was Right. And, uh, you know, a sh- uh, 20-gauge shotgun, it's a lot of pellets or BBs. So. Right. They, they saw the point of impact. Right. So he said once they hit it a few times, it kind of changed its trajectory and ran off back into the woods. And they all piled in the car. And he said that was the most frantic, like, 30 seconds of their life. Getting in the car, they're all trying to reload their rifles and uh, it was an older car with, you know, those big fat tires, and they were on a gravel road. <laughs> the car didn't want to go. It just kept spinning. So they're in there trying to reload their weapons. They're trying to bounce up and down in the car to get it going. So finally they get it going, and they get out of there. Now, fast forward a few years, he married a woman from another tribe, which was the, the land that they were about, uh, getting close to that night a, a clan or a tribe a tribe okay okay each tribe has different clans right and, and they have their right like deer clan oh, okay yeah but each tribe they have their own section of land or reservation i guess you could call it and it's it's cut up into blocks for different clans right now he went to have dinner with his in-laws one day and he told his father-in-law this story and his father-in-law just kind of looked at him and asked him where it took place and he said it took place you know right on the boundary between your land and our land and right and his his father-in-law's answer was i thought we killed them all now that's a good story yeah and that's a good ending but wait wait let me just finish real quick because i i got the sheep part too oh yes okay i jumped the gun sorry <laughs> yeah but there's more yeah anyway uh he, him and his father-in-law talked about it so his father-in-law shared a story with him now in this certain area of reservation the clans they they raise sheep and cattle now the western part is for sheep and the eastern part is for cattle. They keep them separate. They're grazing land. Right. He told them a story about they have these natural like rock mountains that are curved, like kind of like a half circle. So they, they only have to build so much corral to keep the sheep in. You know, the rocks will, the keep rocks them will con- take care of the yeah. rest. Now, the, at night, they, they put all the sheep in the corral and the men, they built big bonfires around the corral so they could keep an eye on the sheep, keep coyotes away. He said uh, one night they were there at the corrals watching the sheep and the sheep just started going crazy. He said it looked like a, a whirlpool because the sheep were just running in a circle, kicking up dust like crazy. And uh, so they went closer to see what was going on. And uh, it, it took a while. The sheep finally stopped, and it took a while for the dust to settle. But when it settled, right in the middle, there was one of these werewolf-type things with the sheep in its mouth. When everything settled, it took off running. It jumped the corral and just kept on going. That's crazy. Yeah, but in, in this uh, where his in-laws live, this their housing area, to this day, he told me, they still have armed guards that patrol at night and that's the reason them things now that's crazy 
Now you can. Now. <laughs> now that is a damn good story, people. And, and I, it's, believe, I believe it's I, credible. I believe, I believe it's credible. We hear so many stories like that out here. Uh, and the reason why is the region of this state that we were born and raised in is it's heavily dominated well not heavily it's totally surrounded and dominated by tribal lands uh different tribes but the biggest is the navajos and the dog man always reminds me of the skinwalker in the navajo folklore which i i think it's not folklore it's real right i mean now the natives are they're really connected to the land. Right. Uh, you could almost say that we're disconnected compared to them. Compared to them, we are. But uh, I mean, whenever I hear Dogman stories, I, you know, I, I think of the Skinwalker. But however, I hear Dogman stories are more predominantly on the East Coast, and the Skinwalker it pertains to the Navajos particularly. I don't hear of other tribes like the Seminole or in Florida or the Choctaw in Oklahoma. I don't hear them having stories of skinwalkers like that. Now, if you research the skinwalker uh, history, you'll see why the Navajos have it. It was a curse against the Apaches, basically, which they're, they're rivals, but they broke off the same type of bloodline. Anyway, that's a different podcast. But... I, I just think of Skinwalker, Dogman. Skinwalker, Dogman. Uh, I can't separate those two. I'm going to have to learn how to, but that's just my opinion. It always reminds me of a Skinwalker. Right. Now, those two are the, they, they're really similar to us. The big difference is uh, the background. Now, and it's all about who's telling you the story. Right. Now, the natives, they, they'll go back to the curse and how people could shapeshift and turn into skinwalkers right and back east the the dogman's a separate creature all on its own and right. is dogman all the time it is but i still when but, i hear him right but we don't know we don't know for sure i'm like is this an east coast skinwalker bro <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but you know we're 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 learning we're trying to collect evidence but stuff like this cryptids we just don't know enough about them and we're trying to learn and we're trying to pass on the information we find that's right um i don't think there's anybody out there that fully knows it all there's no. there's some people that have some good theories i will give you that they have good theories now the natives uh they know a whole lot about the skinwalkers now will they tell you Probably mm, not, that, unless you gain their trust. Like we said, that's a trust builder. Uh, now we've uh, we we have natives in our family. We have native blood, right? And maybe that's why they open up to us. Maybe <coughs> because we look like their brother. The one, yeah, the one who told me the story about the werewolf, he didn't open up to me until we were talking, and I told him that I have uh, we have Hamus Indian, Hamus, we right. have Apache on the dad side, and, right? So maybe that's why he opened up to me. Right. So if I ever make a native joke or comment, don't get offended because I can. Yeah. Da -da. We could joke about the natives and the Mexicans. That's, cause, yeah. that's right. That's right. So take your medicine, Nessie. Yeah, and my oldest brother thinks he's Irish, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's because I drink so much Irish whiskey. Not you, no. the older one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Him, too. Anyway. <laughs> You got to keep it light, folks. But it's a serious topic, and we take it serious. Yeah, and we we love talking about it. But right. if you can't have fun at work, you're doing the wrong job. That's right. If it's always too serious, then 
Now, oh, come on, man. Give me a break, homie. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But anyway, you know, that story you told was, he told it to me earlier before he told it to you online. And I was convinced. And I was like, wow, that is crazy. That's cool. Yeah. And like I said, I've known this man for a while. He's a credible source. Uh, you know, I I believe him. I believe him. And he told it with conviction. I, and like I say, you, you know, there are people out there that make up stories, but... In our part of the country, Vince, we've heard too many supernatural stories, too many paranormal stories that relate to things like this. You know, we've where we live, it's constantly UFO stories, Bigfoot stories, uh, Skinwalker stories, and now Dogman. Right. It's, you know, we live in... In New Mexico, and it's called the land of enchantment. Although, if you come for vacation, it's the land of entrapment. Because they will leave. steal your car. That's right. <laughs> you'll, you'll come on vacation and leave on probation. I'm just kidding. No, no. I, I do. I, <laughs> <He's not. laughs> I, I do love where we live. It and they call it the land of enchantment. And if you look at the word enchantment, enchantment means to cast a spell. So well, it makes sense. But yeah. if you ever come here, I guarantee you we got some of the b- most beautiful sunsets in the world. Right. We got some awesome scenery. Right. So if you came and see where we live, you know it, it, we have all four seasons: mountain, forest, uh, desert. You know, and uh, I think you could appreciate it, and you'll see. That's why squatches, dogmen. And UFOs. skinwalkers and UFOs hang out here. Yeah, and you, you really got to take time and get to know the locals. Don't just drive through Albuquerque and, and Tent City. That's right. That's right. But along with that, praising our state comes, we've heard some of the best paranormal stories in this part of the country. Yes. Everyone can always just give you a haunting story or this right. or that. Now, now, just recently on the show Ghost Adventures, they investigated a hotel, a rancho in Gallup, our hometown, mm-hmm. and they said they believe that's the most haunted hotel in the country. And I said we could take them to the house we lived in, and they'll be like, oh, the El Rancho? No. That's nothing. That's, that's child's right. play. That's child play, yeah. Anyway... That's what we wanted to share with you tonight. We hope you enjoyed the story he told you. It's factual. Yep. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Right. Peace. Peace.